I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the Altic is Trash podcast, the podcast about sex, dating, relationships, and the patriarchy and everything in between. I'm your host, Millie Tamara, and we are joined by producer, editor, copywriter, Chicana, Salvi, <laughs> expert, God. Candy, horror. You're <laughs> always way too kind with your intros because I don't, I'm not any of that. <laughs> You're not Chicana. I'm not Chicanix. <laughs> You're not a Chicanix. <laughs> I can't. I can't fucking. I wear my Selena sweater a lot, and you ruined it for me because I just feel like <laughs> a huge beater. Oh no, I have a Selena shirt. But. I'm not chica next though. Is that appropriation? <laughs> it is. It is. Let me let me let me be a very uh very typical white Latina and attack black people real quick. Let me just... Yeah, no. Oh my god. I just saw today on Twitter this Chicana girl, like this Chicana teen from um Arizona kept saying the N-word on Instagram live, and then this black girl that was on her Instagram was like, You need to stop saying that. And she's like, You big mad? You big mad right now, huh? Yo, Black Twitter docks the fuck out of that girl. Good. Like, harassed her, all this shit. And I'm just like, damn. All you like, had to say was like, oh, shit, my bad. People have time now. Like, you can't be doing that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Also, you can't be saying the N-word. I'm a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just my bias. Mm. I'm a little bit. I think it's still, like, not okay. But I'm a little bit more forgiving to, like. Latino people on the East Coast, at least ones that like might be, I don't know. I, you know what? Obviously, I don't have a fucking dog in this fight, but the only, 
I get your sensibility only because um, New York is so is such a melting pot where people actually have black friends. Because having yeah. having people say it in East LA, where like the the closest black person's like twenty minutes away and they know no one and they want to say the N word, it's like you're being no, <laughs> like you're just it's exactly. such a, an extreme um, like appropriation of anything, like racism, all of it. You're just being completely yeah, garbage. that's like. It's kind of like the same with Asian people. Like, it's obviously not okay, mm-hmm. but an Asian person that grew up in New York might actually have for real hung out with black people. <laughs> Where Asian people in LA, that's the whole yeah. thing that I'm talking about with Insecure. Um, one of the characters has an Asian boyfriend, and I'm like, Okay, well, if he's an Asian guy from LA, there has to be an episode where he says the N word. Yeah, yeah. And I've like wanted to tweet that, but I do not want to get attacked by Cali Asians. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they do if they, because I'm like, they're gonna, there might be at least a microaggression with, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just. Maybe you're just traumatized because you dated so many um, Asian men that like say. I know this one guy. Is that what it is? Yeah, no, the one guy's like, "Oh my god, my mom is so racist," and I'm like, "Why are you telling me this?" It's uh, (laughs) he's like my mom, and then he was just telling, he was just recounting times when his mom was racist in front of him, and then I'm just like, okay, and then you know, his um. He wouldn't tell his mom or his parents where he would go. He would just, like, mm-hmm. sleep over my house for days. So then his mom would call him, understandably, at, like, 3 in the morning, in the uh, like, on a Tuesday or something when he's over my house. And then she's like, where are you? Are you okay? Are you safe? And then, and then like, later he'd be like, yeah, my parents are, like, asking me questions. And then I was just like, it's just my boyfriend. Leave me alone. And that made me, like, like... I'm just like, so your parents rather you be gay than with with a black person? You know, I don't know. Yeah, and then he was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. But I'm just like, yeah, but like, <laughs> by you not having these clear boundaries, like, it's it's fueling. It's very, very offensive. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, by that's fueling horrible. my insecurity when you can just be... But not everyone has that relationship with their parents. Yeah. But I'm like, if you can't... If you're like a grown man and you can't even be like, hey, I'm sleeping over someone's house. I'm seeing someone, but but blah, blah, blah. Then, like, I don't know. But anyway. Well, you're not seeing him anymore, obviously. No, I don't, actually. I do not. So, speaking of, so so we want to do what? We want to do the confession first, or we want to do Trash Dick of the Week? Um. Let's do Trash Dick of the Week, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the, how the that show goes. A, either way, that was an amazing segue into more garbage. So. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> So let's stop talking about garbage. Let's take a break from garbage and talk about more garbage. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's the coronavirus. It's the candy is holding her pet chihuahua like a baby. Listen, okay. I don't believe in stereotypes. I think stereotypes are wrong. <laughs> but sometimes when you see a friend be a stereotype, <laughs> like I'm not saying that all Chicano women have dogs named Chewy that they hold like babies. But some do. And that some is Candy Haro on this call right now. I can't, all right. I can't run away from it. This is my boyfriend's dog that he's had his whole life that now mm-hmm. I like holding a swaddle blanket and like yell it in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's just like, it's like the Oedipus 
story <laughs> where like the dad exiles him and he to, still like, fucks run his away mom? from the destiny <laughs> to not fuck his mom. And it just turns around 180 or full circle 360. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, and it, it ends up happening. So you came to New York to not be a Mexican stereotype. But listen, you can take the girl out of Islos, but you can't take the Islos out of the girl. That bitch will still find a Chihuahua. You got a Chihuahua. You're wearing your Selena shirts. <laughs> it's great. So who else is garbage, really? <laughs> it's not me. Oh God, I don't even know if I have to do all day because I'm just <laughs> of the week with candy. No, you know what? Listen, okay. A few years ago, like three years ago, I was at La Marina twerking mm-hmm. and smoking a hookah and and drinking a pina colada. Oof. And I'm like, you can't run away from who you really are. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was the point of Moana, I think. <laughs> you can't run away. Sometimes, you know, I'm. this is where I was supposed to be, is in Dykeman, in Washington Heights, the Dominican part of New York City, twerking yeah. and smoking hookah. R.I.P. Marina. R.I.P., dog. That's fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not get too depressing and talk I know, about some trash I know. Shit. If anyone needs a hookah and a and a seven dollar sangria, it's me. Seven dollars is generous. <laughs> they their drinks were expensive. That's the thing with these Dominican clubs. They're expensive. I only oh, went like, during it, sorry, I only went during happy hour though. I always had La Marina um, on happy hour and then I get super crossfaded in the park. Like, that's I, probably I, the best place to do it. Yeah. yeah, because it's so fucking far. Yeah. In Carajo Land. Anyway, but all these Dominican clubs, they're like fourteen dollar drinks, and I'm like, well, that's this is a Jack and Coke. You get, you get, you and all your fucking cousins and all your brothers. You share one bottle. You take twenty picks. Y'all fuck the same bitch, and then it's like, oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Saturdays. Okay, Candy, let's not. Okay, you are holding your chihuahua, so like, let's just chill on the judgment. You totally read. You totally one hundred percent accurately described my New Year's this this year uh, in Harlem, but. All also, you are holding a chihuahua, so please fall back. That's right, that's right. Anyway, that's right. Move on, move on. back to this trash, Jake. So we're in coronavirus. <laughs> we're, a month, we're in the quarantine. And, you know, I'm on Tinder, as any other American person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, Tinder has, like, no limit. Like, no limits. Like, you can, you can swipe anywhere around the world. So, a few weeks ago... Also, too, I was famously in London and France uh, before London girl, and Paris. Not famously, girl. Anyway, I, this guy, you know, I have Tinder Plus, ha- holler at your girl. And um, you can see everybody who swipes with you. So there is this really, really hot guy from France that swiped with me from Paris. So I was like, maybe we swiped when I was in Paris and I didn't know because just let's be real here. There are so many guys swiping and I was too busy doing what? Getting lost everywhere. So, um, I was, so I was like, Oh, maybe this guy swiped me. So then immediately after we swipe, he's like, or we match, he's like, uh, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, good. He's like, would you be interested in being a virtual dominatrix? And I was like, what? And then he's like, you just tell me what to do and I would have to do them. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Love that. Yeah. Um, but it, it basically ended up being a situation where he sent me like these crazy nudes and he, he kept asking questions like, and he was just like, 
he sent me a picture of his dick and it was small, but he like, I don't know. I'm just like, everyone's small dick. You have a small dick. Like, you know, but like he was like, isn't it small? Isn't that gross? Wouldn't, is it like, would you ever fuck me? No. Right. Like it's gross. Right. And they're just like, Oh, you obviously got turned on by having sending pictures of your dick to girls. Cause I'm just like, he has a shame kink. Yeah. Huh? He has a shame kink. He has a shame kink. But at a certain point, like, he was just setting himself up, like, to be shamed. Because, like, he's like, isn't it super small? And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm seen small. But, you know, <laughs> that's not what he... I'm like, it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm not nothing to write home about, but nothing to call the cops on. <laughs> and then, But he didn't want to hear that, you know? So it was just... It, it was trash, not because um, shame kinks are trash, but it was just, like, more like... He didn't really care. Like, he was teeing himself up, and he was setting himself up. And then when I actually did ask him for specific things, he'd be like, I can't do that. Here's this excuse. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Or this and that. So then it's like, okay, so then this isn't a dumb subrelation. You just want to do whatever you want and then have an audience. So after a while, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I was just seeing how far, you know, I'm just going along with it at this point. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. He's like, do you want me to send you this kind of pic? And I'm like, sure. And he sent it to me. He's like, what about this kind of pic? And like very specific. And he already had it. So I'm just like, oh, you don't even need me here. You just want to do this. Like, you just want to get off on yourself. You know what I mean? That's why there was Reddit. Well, no, you don't need me. No, <laughs> right, you don't need me. Then why are you, why are you matching with girls from across the, the world? If you don't even need them, you're just going to do it yourself. That's, like, the thing that confused me. I'm like, you don't even need me here. And, I mean, I guess that's, like, symbolic of, like, a lot of sex people have. Um, My friend Rashid, which we should get him on the podcast one day, he was like, I was talking to this guy, and, you know, the the guy that that he was dating, or not even dating, they were, like, fucking, but, like, you know, just did the typical fuckboy shit of, like, you know, um, not saying they don't want a relationship, but then when they want, like, something that requires a relationship, they, like, get pissy that you're not acting, you know? Yeah. And then Rashid's like, you don't fuck like a boyfriend. You don't suck dick like a boyfriend. And then I was like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, you know, when when somebody fucks like a boyfriend, they want to make sure you get off and you're having fun too. Mm -hmm. And that's so much... So much sex is like that. And so much, and that's exactly like what this experience was with this guy. It wasn't even like making, you know, first of all, like I know I give off a very, somehow I give off a very strong Dom vibe, Mm -hmm. but that's not really like. It's the eyeliner, dude. It's the eyeliner. It's the eyeliner. It's the eyeliner. It's like the strong sense. It's the strong personality, whatever. But, you know, so I attract a lot of these guys who are like, I want to be your sub. But then, like, which I'm not even, like, really turned on by that much. But then it's, like, it's also, too, like, this idea of, but you don't really want to sub. <laughs> or you don't want to, you don't really want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not even waiting. So, anyway, trash dick of the week. Yeah. Any I, thoughts? Um, I'm bummed that he didn't ever offer you money. That's also, like, the idea of all this, like, crazy sex, too. It's, like. Or the sex where you're not, I was like, if I'm not even going to come, 
and you're never gonna like pay attention to me and you probably won't even call me after then i should be getting paid for this i know um, i should be getting paid or i should be 20 <laughs> like yeah <what> exactly <laughs> 20 exactly Ooh. oh yeah yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah well now it's time for the trash dick confessional um so we've opened our our hotline um and we've opened our dms and we've opened our emails and we're getting some really really fun confessions so i have a really fun one that is quite the journey so (laughs) let's go and i will i as always unless you explicitly say it's okay i'm gonna keep it anonymous okay so maybe like three months into stand-up an older comic started DMing me and things got kind of flirty and escalated because I was tipsy and he was tipsy. Besides him being a comedian, the red flag was when he said, don't fall for me, kiddo, completely butchering a line from Casablanca and assuming he was hot shit. I quickly shut him down for that. And the next day he came back to the DMs to resume flirting, at which I asked whether or not we were going to hang out after the diner, after a friend's show. He said yes. So uh, uh, just for context, the city where this person lives, um, I think they do a show and then the hang, the move is to go to a diner after. So that's like where this person lives. We go to the diner after a friend's show and because he has a dumb man brain, another friend decides to tag along since he mentioned that we, since uh, said guy said we were going to the diner after the show. Out of confusion, I didn't flirt because I didn't want anyone to know we were talking until I knew what was going on and kept it pretty casual and paid more attention to the friend who tagged along. Uh, The guy shuffles his feet under the table a few times and accidentally knocks against me. Figure the only way I can gauge whether or not he's interested is to let my foot stay in place rather than moving it. Lo and behold, we are playing footsies like we are 14 at a diner. After what feels like forever and a foot cramp, we all decide to leave. A 31, the 31-year-old comedian asked me if I'm parked on the opposite of the lot. I say yes because there's another fucking human present, so I, won't, I can't fucking follow him to his car or vice versa, get in my car, vice versa. I get in my car, swallow my pride, and then text him asking him if he wants to come to my place for a bit. He flirts and tells me he doesn't want to keep me late, which at this point it is midnight. And I assure him, I just want to hang out and talk alone. He plays weirdly hard to get and says I can be open with him. Like, what kind of games? So I'm like, fine, dude, whatever. I'm into you, and we've been flirting for weeks. Just wanted to see what the fuck was up. And then he takes a complete 180 and drops, hey, I, hey, listen, I think you're super sweet and pretty, but I'm not emotionally mature enough for a relationship or anything serious. I don't think I can reciprocate anything major right now. And I thought maybe this was just a hookup. I'm bummed, I'm bummed and confused, mostly because I would have been down for a little fooling around. But obviously this man thinks highly of himself. So I'm like, cool, thanks. Let's move on then. No hard feelings. For the next three weeks, he acts distant and dickish to me in person and puts me in the end of a lineup for 30-person open mics. Uh, in like blank so it's not a major comedy city it's not new york chicago or la it's like a small 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 city so she says he puts uh he puts me at the end of a lineup a few times for a for 30 persons 
open mics in small city uh, in the small city on a Monday night, after, which like means that she's probably getting out of these shows at like eleven or twelve, Ridiculous. and like probably going in at seven. After a month, he announces he's moving to LA, and a few weeks later, one last diner, and a few weeks later, we have one last diner hangout with the regulars, which I've been adapted into. I go to be nice and supportive, and we all leave in our separate cars. About a mile away from the diner, he pulls up at a stoplight and waves. I'm like, okay, cool, goodbye forever. <clears throat> Except he starts yelling outside of his window at me, motioning to row, row my window down. It's, it is 1 freaking a.m. The man perceives, proceeds to have a heart-to-heart with me at a stoplight to ask me whether or not I'm okay after the thing that went down between us because he feels bad about rejecting me because he likes to hang out with me and finds me attractive but didn't want to hurt me. One month after an invitation to smooch, I have to put my car in park and explain to him that I have not thought about it since he turned me down and clearly it wouldn't have worked out because he was right about what he said and that I'm totally cool and don't need reassurance. Anyway, that's the only part of the story that's worth telling. Uh, surprise, surprise, he didn't make it out and back. He, make, he didn't make it in L.A. and came back way before Corona started. And unfortunately, I must put up with his presence on the comedy scene here. He is a little t- literal toxin to our community. Cannot believe I almost risked it for trash day. So I told you, that one was a long one. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Oh, my God. What a fucking creep. How, one, you can't sexualize a woman and treat her like a child. Like, no. That's mm-hmm. just... No. That's fucking disgusting. How dare you? And only because I... Ugh. I'm clearly triggered because I've just had this experience with guys, too. It's like, oh, no, I'm just a normal person with feelings and on an equal level like you. Like, please don't demean me. Please don't think I'm less than you. Don't pull me yeah. over because you're breaking my heart. Like, bitch, I need a nut. That's it. What's good? Yeah. <laughs> I- it's always those guys too. Like, I think I told like, like it's always the guys who go out of your, their way to hit on you. Then you reciprocate the feelings back, and then they like curve you hard, and then they want to come back and be like, "Hey, I'm, are you are you okay?" And it's just like, dude, leave me alone. Like, why are you bothering me? Why did you even bother me in the first place? It's an ego thing. And, and, like, the crazy thing is, like, I had, like, I've had a lot of guys do that to me, but I've had this one guy especially who, do, who did that to me, mm-hmm. um, and he's the first person to like every fucking thing I post. He likes everything I post. He likes everything I tweet immediately. And, like, I muted him immediately because, you know, whatever, like, I don't hate him and I don't want him to never work again or anything, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like... I'm not going to engage with you, like, you know what I mean? Ooh, girl, I love a mute. I love a mute. A mute, you can still see me, bitch, but I can't see you. I love a good Yeah, <laughs> I love a mute. Fuck off. Muting is better than blocking to yeah. me. Because I'm blocking is like, you know, everyone has different moral standards for blocking, but I feel like a mute is like, look, I don't even want, like, you're not even important enough for me to, because if you block, if you block me, like, or if I block you, like, you know that it got to me. Yeah. It got to me so bad that, like, I can't even, like, I don't even want you to see me anymore. We're like a mute. Like, I'll straight up forget people existed when I <laughs> mute them. You know what I mean? I'm just like, damn, I, you know, like, 
So, the, and the, I mean, this guy, this, this guy fucking pops up all the time. But anyway, yeah, this guy's trash 100%. And it's like that kind of, it's that kind of fucking, it's a certain kind of guy who just like, you know, again, we talk about this all the time on All Dicks is Trash, about how women get such a bad rep for leading people on and for um, friend zone people and for all this mean, cruel stuff. But I feel like men do it all the time, if not worse. Men love getting their egos stroked and flirting with people. Like, I see, I see straight men do it all the time with gay men. You know, know that a gay guy likes them, especially in college. Straight girls all the too, time. bitch. It's even worse with straight girls and like lesbians or queer women. Like every like queer girl falls in love with a straight girl and like fucks up their life. That's true too. That's Sorry, true too. I know we're talking true. shit about men, but any, but like even. I no, no, this, no. It's true. I saw this tweet that was like, uh, "Guys get mad when they get friend zone, but they'll literally fuck you and still friend zone you." <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing. Yeah, girls get friend zone all the time. We just they'll still fuck us. Like, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Like that, and it's a different dynamic because like we don't want to be friend. We're, we don't want to be friends. Like, but guys' idea of what friends are are so foreign to me. Mm. You know, because like. Like, yeah, this guy, you know, this guy was just like hitting me up. I, I think I would tell you, this guy was hitting me up and was like, hey, like, let's like meet up and smoke weed. And I'm like, dude, this is a fucking pandemic. Like, I'm not trying to get coronavirus from you. No. And I'm just like, so what's going to happen after we fuck? Like, what do you want from this? And he's like, I thought we could, just, you know, just as friends, like, just like fuck. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what friends are? Like, it's not even that, like, I wouldn't fuck a friend or anything, but it's just, like, you have to ask me about my date or, like, be concerned about me. Yeah. Or, I don't know, have some kind of emotional connection or, you know, that's what friends are. But friends are just people. No. Friends is not a word that you give to somebody who you want to fuck but have no interest. I don't know. Yeah. There is another word. I mean, fuck buddy. Yeah. But even buddy implies that you're a friend. <laughs> But anyway, this guy, like, her liking him and him curbing her is, like, the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, you did. But at the end, she did say that there's a little part of her that still wants to hate fuck him. And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> girl, She's get young. out of your city. She's young. Get out of your the city. Girls, the girl's young. I'll yeah. say that. And you can tell by the how many times she wrote, he's 31 years old. <laughs> like, also as true. if that's old. And it's not even that, like, it's that old... But you expect I this to I be better, like, and we're we're almost there, and it's I'm not better. No, I'm telling you, like even like last year, a year and a half ago, I was hanging out with a guy who was 37, and I remember being so disappointed because I'm like, okay, I thought that you were gonna have your sh like people are gonna have their shit together at 30. I'm at 30 now, and I don't have my shit together at all, and um, and it's really fucking hard. But I'm like, oh, but before I'm 40, for sure, before I'm 40. These guys are going to be cool. And hang out with this guy. And, like, I had to end up buying him jewel pods. What? <laughs> Mango flavored. He picked out the flavor. And I'm just like, um, I got to tell that story later. Yeah, but please. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just like, damn, they don't even have their shit together at 37. Like, when do they ever get their shit together? And it's like never. But, yeah, the girl's young because she did write that she's going to hate fucking... I took that out for her because I, I was fine. like, she gonna learn, but 
Maybe she's no, gonna learn okay. from this I podcast. Mean, I get it. I like it's like Soka Vision. I remember thinking I was so fucking ugly and like terrible at Soka. I'm like no one wanted to date me and no no no. And then yeah. I would just go to LA and I was like, oh no, I'm pretty hot. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. but it's, it's also like it, it's like not even like, that like she thinks she's not cute. It's also just like when you get older, like you're like, oh, I don't have to deal with this. Like there's no there's nothing that says that I have to put up with the way you're treating, you know what I mean? Okay. And like that just gets with age. You have to learn like through your and then if you don't look back I, I saw this online too it's like if you don't look back at your old self and cringe that means you haven't grown you know that's really good i like that i was looking yeah. at my green hair and my bob and <laughs> my eyebrows oh, i love and... green hair candy that was so cute <laughs> that was so cute yeah 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 and you worked at a burger shop for like oh, yeah. years too yeah Candy's i drank a lot of white 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 wine spritzers and then I don't know. I'm going to check. I'll I'll say more fun stories about that place, but I got to see what the statute of limitations is for a lot of shit I do. <laughs> Great. So, <laughs> well, we are joined by, I'm super excited um, for my next interview. She's amazing. She's super accomplished. And you can literally hear my heartbreak when I find out she's only 25 years old. <laughs> She, yeah, she's such a hard she's worker, gonna give you- has her shit together. See, maybe, maybe there is hope in the youth. Maybe we just didn't have No, there's to- hope, <laughs> but you know, you're, they're going to learn. Well, one of her stories was, you know, she, you know, True. she's still going to learn. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really excited to have Andrea Lopez. Yes. Now this is the part where I go over your bio. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're and you're gonna tell me, you know, you're gonna tell me like what's real, what's not real, like how accurate this is. But this is all stuff we found on the internet, uh, oh, thanks to okay. my lovely producer, uh, Candy Haro. Ready? Okay, let's go. Yeah. So your background, you're from DC. Yep, from DC. Yeah, you attended Newhouse. Uh, parentheses, School of Public Communications at Syracuse. Correct. You're yep. a former slash current radio personality. Yes. Yeah. I guess I would say probably more uh, former radio and now podcasting. So I don't, I'm not, I don't actually work at a radio station right now, although, you know, the paycheck will be nice, but, <laughs> but yeah, good to radio, know. Sure. Celebrity impressionist, co-host of Hey Frazé, is that what I'm saying it? Hey, oh, Phrase. Everyone says Hey, Frase, but it's uh, her last name, Frage. So Frage. Like, hey, Frage. Yeah, but- hey, okay. All right. We see it. We see it. Got to get yeah. a little bit more ethnic. Um, <laughs> you're a BuzzFeed commentator. Uh, did you see this? And that really happened, which, all you know, that's a lie. I'm kidding. No, because that's how I met you. So, <laughs> yes, yes, that's how I met you. <laughs> um, Wishbone Media Channel contributor. How did you guys find that? That just happened. Uh, like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, and you're killing it on TikTok. <laughs> that was. Wow, you guys are covering it. Yes. Um, um, you attended the storming of Area 51. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you guys are really on your information. Yes. And you're the creator of the quarantine mullet. 
Okay, let me just say, um, I'm about to hire this producer for my own stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can't afford her. I'm kidding. <laughs> she's so good. She's good. Um, she's good. Yeah, yeah, that is that is also true. Um, I don't have it on right now, but yeah, the quarantine mullet is very important when you're doing Zoom calls. What is the quarantine mullet? So the quarantine mullet is when you're only showing the front half of you. So mm. if, you're, if you have to do your hair or you have to look somewhat professional, all you have to do is curl like one fourth of your hair here, one fourth of your hair in the front, and then the back is just a straight up bun. Yeah. The back. Nobody's seen the back. So yes. Business in the front. No, party in the front. I think business in the back because you know your business in the back. You just got a bun. You know. Party in the front. How mess in the back? That's so funny because. Um, it wasn't obviously quarantine, but I grew up, I grew up in Miami and okay. m- like, you know, my homegirl, we were like all chilling at my friend's house. My, fr- I think we were like 19 or 20. It was like the first time my friends had like their own apartment and oh, it yeah. was lit and we're all there. And then my homegirl was talking to this guy and he's like, oh, where are you guys at? That's actually right by my house. I'm going to pop by. And she was like, fuck, my hair looks like shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I'm like. So I see her. She has, like, really kinky hair. And I see her straightening. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to fucking straighten it. In fact, she's like, no, girl, I'm going to put on a hat. She straightens the two front pieces, <laughs> puts on a hat, and then keeps it moving, goes to his car, and is sitting with him and chilling with him. And then she says they start making out. And he starts, like, trying to play with her hair. And she's like, don't fucking <laughs> take like, my hair. Like, oh yeah, it's not meant for makeout proof, but it's no. really just focus, it's focused on yeah, like don't touch, yeah, leave it as is. But yeah, yeah that's that's she she has it down too that's so funny oh my gosh well andrea well i'm glad to know that uh we're killing it and by we i mean candy is killing it with the <laughs> with the producing um with the research yes, uh i yes. do i do tell candy i'm like look this guy says that he i don't know what this guy's deal i don't know if he has a girlfriend or not and she's like i got you and then <laughs> an hour later, she's like, Christmas 2014, this bitch was with <laughs> They still follow each other. She's got that FBI SWAT team skills. She's yes. Like, you know, banging out codes. Yeah. Yo, I literally, my other friend Kat's like that, where I told her, like, yo, I met this guy at a club. But I don't know, like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what's his name? And I'm like, and I'm like, I think his last name starts with it. She's like, oh, where did he say he worked? Then, like... <laughs> 20 minutes later, bam, LinkedIn profile, like, but screen capped so I can, like, look at it incognito, not, like, link, and click. No one can see it, exactly. Oh, she's good. She's, she's good. good. She's good. She knows. She'll be known. Uh, shout out to Kat and Candy. Um, what did it say? So, Andrea, you're on the All Dick is Trash podcast. Woo! Woo! Yeah. I am so excited, and I was trying to go back in my archives, thinking about all of my trash <laughs> stories, because, and we had, we had both talked that we were both late bloomers. Like, yes. You know, my experience with Dick really kind of got started, I think, in my in my twenties, right? No, me too. Seven yeah. years ago, my because I remember because it was uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes. It was okay. when I lost okay. my virginity. Give it up for St. Patty's Day. Yeah, yeah. bust it wide open for St. Patty. Uh, <laughs> um, on, on 2013 so I just remember it was like the 7 year anniversary um, of that um, and thank god that guy's dead I'm kidding no, I don't know. <laughs> thank god we got no, no no stories of that yeah 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 um, I did kill that guy no um, <laughs> that's a whole other story that could be its own podcast um, 
I have a podcast just to, uh, asking people about their virginities, uh, and no one, yeah, no one's gonna listen to that. Um, but people might. But listen, so we're on the All Dick Is Trash podcast. So the first question I got for you is, what are your thoughts? Do you think All Dick Is Trash? You don't have to say yes, but I might disconnect the call if you say no. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. no the podcast is no longer relevant. <laughs> um, I think a lot of dick is trash. Yes. A lot is irrelevant. But I have met some really uh, well-raised male gentlemen. Um, they're gay. They never showed interest in me. Yeah, I'm like, they're gay. <laughs> I looked at them from afar, and I was like, damn, you were raised right. But I, I yeah, I would say like, 75% of dick is trash, but dick can also be trained. Yes. To, dick can be trained to be not trash. You know, it can be recyclable. So, you know, you can put it in the recyclable uh, container. And yes. It's not as bad. But, um, but yeah, I, I would have to say that that's why I'm excited about this podcast. Because <laughs> well, I was just telling, so there's two things, right? I feel like a lot of guys, like, I was talking to Elisa Morales. I don't know if you know her. Y'all would love it. Y'all are both really funny. But I was talking to her. And, you know, her fiancé is actually, like, close to 40. And oh, she's, wow. okay. she's like, um, close, close to 30 or she's 30 now. Okay. And um, she was like, you know, my fiancé is not trash, but he was trash. Like, if I ha- had I met him five years earlier or something, you know, so I think a lot of guys just need time to cook and, like, figure it out. Uh, so I'll give that. And then also with the recyclables, it's just like I was just talking to Tiara um, in a few episodes or last episode. And um, basically in Japan, the way that they divide recyclables is like you have to be updated by like your area's rules and regulations. And like in okay. some in like Tokyo, you know, maybe they might recycle hard plastic and soft plastic in the same bin and all that stuff. So it's like all these rules, but it's all trash, but it's like five different receptacles and compost and shit. I feel like it's the same way of trash. It's like it's all trash, but some trash you're really gonna accept more and all this and that exactly. or whatever. <laughs> so exactly, some can be morphed into something else. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But at the core of it, it is trash. Yeah, yeah. it's still you know unusable shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, good to know. So I want to hear about and I, you know, when I ask this question, people are like get bogged down by the pressure of thinking of the most, but like. You know, just like if someone's like, what are your top five that like alleviates the pressure? It's like, what is your, what name a trash dick experience you've had, you know, in your life? I mean, the the one that really comes to mind is also kind of just an embarrassing story for me, but the way he handled it was trash, right? Mm -hmm. So, and as I said, I was a late bloomer. So when I, I went to an all girls uh, school in high school and so my experience with boys, like, I always just was like, oh, they have cooties. We can't really talk to them. Like, it's weird to, like, boys at this age are supposed to be, like, studying and whatever. I mean, you're not wrong. A little Andrea had it right. <laughs> little Andrea, she was onto something. I knew the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and so and my parents, my mom got uh, pregnant with my bro- my oldest brother, my only brother, in high school. So she was always like, you need to go to school. You need to study. Yeah. You got to wait it out. You know, don't don't make the mistake that I made. So I always had that in my head. But but I get, finally get to college, and I thought at all times a condom must be used. Like, anytime, if the dick is out, there must be a condom, right? <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not ready to, you know, deliver. He's peeing. You put a condom over his dick when he pees. <laughs> yeah, uh, at all times, it has to be covered. <laughs> and I, look at that. So I was, um, and my first experience, I was like, had him in my room, had him on my bed, and I was like ready to give him a hand job of what I thought. 
and I go to put on the condom, he lets me put it on. He thinks in his mind we're about to have sex. Me, I'm just like, no, no, no. We're just about to give a handy right now. This is oh! <laughs> a hand job. I, you know. And he's like, why are you putting your hand there? I'm like, I am give. I don't know why you want me to explain this, but I'm ready to just, you know, do a little handy. And I, I'm literally talking this out with him. And he is totally turned off. He rarely, like, refused to even look at me after that. For the entirety of college, his friend group called me condom hand girl. Or condom oh, my God. Hand job condom girl. And That's I so mean. And I ended up dating his friend group, one of his friends, senior year. And, um ended up losing my virg actual virginity to his friend but uh the whole time college experience he called me handjob condom girl and a lot of that that word got out and uh i eventually learned how to use a condom but the way they handled it and they just used to call me names it was just not an enjoyable experience that's so mean that's so mean but like honestly okay two things like that's so mean he sh should have never told his friends <laughs> but also um hand jobs are the worst <laughs> they're the worst and i don't blame him for being upset thinking that he's gonna get pussy and you're like no i'm just gonna rub on your dick until you get tired and the, the sad thing was yeah exactly there's not even a, there was like also a letdown of no sex but it was like well, you're gonna you're he shouldn't have told down. he shouldn't have told his friends and like it, he could have told his friends because if honestly I, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't blame this guy, and he wasn't college, but also too, I'm like, they shouldn't have made fun of you for it to your right, face. They probably like, yeah, I have a million guys that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe we did this, but at the same time, yeah, condom for a hand job, that's a little t rough. I must say, I gotta say, uh, me and you are wearing, and like, I know the listeners are definitely gonna hear, but me and you are wearing the same necklace. From FabFitFun. <laughs> Use my coupon code. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm dead. Wait, the amount of people, the girls I've seen wear this, and I was like, oh, shit, you got your FabFitFun necklace? Yes. Like, Did you read the instructions with this necklace? It's like a gold chain necklace, but it's like, do not wear lotion with it. Don't fall asleep with it. It will turn green. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn, dog. And then this shit gets tangled so quick, quickly. So Quickly. I'm just like it's just like a choker by the end of the day and it's supposed to be like a long dangly thing but yeah exactly um yes. I know because my homegirl like are you an influencer for Fat Fit Fun? For my, for my uh, other comedy podcast yeah I had a we did it for like a season and then that was it but then for a present I keep getting the boxes if you forget to cancel it they keep sending it Oh, so shit. I'm, I'm no longer an influencer for it. But yes, I, 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 I used to be. You know what? That's the that's the move because you don't have to post, but you still get them. Do you get money when you're an influencer? Because I mean, and you don't have to say whatever, but like oh, well, I know some people are just like they, they post and then they don't um, they post and they don't get any money. And then sometimes they'll, they'll give you the, they'll just get the product. And then sometimes they'll give you the product and money so was that like one of those things or that's where you want to be yeah exactly so we would get the boxes and then we for the podcast spots that we would do like we mm -hmm. would say you know use our code we would never get the money for the code we use but we would get money for doing a commercial on the podcast oh okay because yeah that's where you want to be but some but honestly like but getting the box is still good getting the box getting the box and not having to post about it is the best exactly here's <laughs> this the annoying celebrities that have to post about it, I'm like, oh my god! If I see well, Gina Rodriguez, I'm like, damn, Gina. <laughs> damn, it's like you shouldn't have said the n word on fucking Instagram. Then you would have to be posting fab fit fun shit. Anything, right, right. Oh man, Gina, Gina, Gina's rough. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I was just watching a movie with her on Netflix, and I was like, wow, I love her. And I forgot she was, that's Jane the Virgin, right? Yeah. Yes, I forgot she was on that movie, but then I... Which one, Annihilation? Um, she's in Annihilation. Yeah, she plays a, she plays a Puerto Rican lesbian, which honestly, great casting. <laughs> Which honestly checks out. Wait. Which honestly, Michelle Rodriguez was busy. <laughs> Michelle, yes, if they literally any role they have that's like a Hispanic or some type of like yes lesbian woman, it's got to be Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez was busy, so they called Gina. <laughs> they had to call Gina up. I forgot she was in Annihilation. And by by the way, if you guys have not seen Annihilation while you're in the quarantine, you have to watch that movie. No, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> that's crazy. I watched it on a plane and I couldn't even finish it. I'm like hell no. Nah. When I, mean, I saw... That's because you're in a closed space, but, like, Annihilation, it has nothing to do with, like, a... a, a, a coin. Well, actually, it kind of does. It does. It actually exactly does. <laughs> and we're not... First of all, we can't spoil anything that's been out for two years, so I don't want to hear it. True. Uh, I don't want to hear it to the two people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do not DM me on Instagram saying, you spoiled Annihilation for me because, first of all, it's been out for two years. If I watched it on a plane, you missed your chance. <laughs> But anyway, speaking of career stuff, just, or no, well, that's later. But um, in terms of dating, so you're saying you're a late bloomer and stuff, which late bloomer does not mean inexperience, which is what I, I remember I was in a hotel room with some of my friends. I was like four of my friends from college and we're yeah. all like in, in a hotel room and I stood there and I'm like, wow, I've had sex with all of you, com- like with the same <laughs> amount of guys as all of you combined in this room. And I had sex. I started out like y'all had five years ahead of me and all this shit. So. And you still came out on top. I still came out on top. Figuratively, literally. All <laughs> so. Yeah, like that, that's so true. Yeah, being a late bloomer does not mean you're not getting ass. Like I, it just means I wasn't as interested in it until way later in my life. Like I had no interest in like finding out what a penis looked like until I was like 20. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> it's like, you know, also too, like all these like tech guys, like all these guys and just not tech, like just guys in general, like their whole narrative and their whole fucking arc is that like, oh my God, when I was growing up, all these girls didn't want me and now look at me. Like I didn't even have sex in high school. Like no one would look at me. And I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like having not having sex in high school is like my biggest strength like i'm so glad i missed all of this bad sex and i waited till i was much later to have much older to have bad sex there's enough time for bad sex at least i at least yeah i didn't have to be humiliated in high school about it and it didn't get talked over all over school like i was way more mature yeah when I did it, and, like, it, it was still a letdown, but, like, no. <laughs> less of a letdown, right? I was like, okay, I can handle this mentally right now. Yeah, I couldn't be able to handle some of the shit that, like... Go. If, yeah, like, having sex with a guy and having him, like, ghost me, if that happened oh. to me in high school, that's it. Which that'd I... Be, that'd be it, yeah. That'd be it. I, that'd be a wrap. Pussy would be out of service. <laughs> and now, um, yeah, now it is out of service. <laughs> the quarantine! <laughs> Did you did you develop your type over time? Because I feel like I kind of always had a type as soon as I, like, started hooking up with guys. I mean, it definitely morphed with a couple of guys. You know, sometimes you wake up, you're like, I'm sorry, you do not fit the prototype whatsoever. I was drunk. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you have a type starting out? 
I feel, uh, damn, she switched gears on me. This is a fucking, this is what a fucking professional looks like. This is what a professional looks like. You take the the question, you see where the thing's going, and you redirect it to add in more. The, this bitch is good. Hire her. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, for me, and I use this as a joke of like, you know, dating for me has morphed as I've changed. And it's like, it's just like the metaphor I use in my standup is like, it's like when you get out of college and you're so broke and you're like, man, I just want a job, any job. I just want any job and like whatever. And I feel like that's the same thing in high school and like earlier dating, like you're cute, I'm cute. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, you know what? I just want a job with like salary and benefits. And then yeah. you're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, actually, like I want a job with unlimited PTO. And then like, this is the punchline. And I'm like, you know, actually, I just want a job that um, eats my pussy all the time. <laughs> and then like, it's like, oh, no job exists like that. Okay, thanks, Trump. Uh, but no, but I think it's true. Like there's just things that as I... With jobs and with guys, and maybe that's the capitalist in me, like, you know, or like whatever, like inherent capitalism shit, whatever. <laughs> but it's just like thinking of men and dating in the same way. But it's like there are things that I thought were really important when I was younger. And as I've gotten older and I've experienced life more, I'm like, that's not as important to me. This is more important to me. And as I'm seeing, like, even in talking to some friends, um, and we are going to pivot this back to you. But even in talking with some friends, you know, I talk to people I, I really care about and they're like, yeah, you know, my my husband or my boyfriend, he's like a libertarian or like he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. And like these are things that even now I'm like, hell no, I would never I would never. But then she's like, he really you know, we're in therapy together and we're going to this and then he's showing me growth in other ways and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like. If they're show, you know, and then it's like, yeah, like all these like yes or no things like are important. But it's like as time goes on, um, like it's like what is really important? Like it, it doesn't matter that somebody's perfect when they meet you or that they're still able to grow and acknowledge and stuff. So that's like a long answer. to the- <laughs> 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 What I got from that was that. In the beginning, we kind of just wanted whatever was cute, but now we're having more, a little bit more requirements. We've gotten mature from our different requirements, yeah, because not more of that. And then also, you see how she's professional and recapping what I just said <laughs> and said, and she said it, she restated it in what I'm hearing for you. This is a fucking professional. Take notes, people. Uh, no, you're a good radio and you're a radio personality turned to podcast personality. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really just turning the whole script on you and asking you all the questions because I don't even know my type. So I'm like, maybe if I ask her, ah. I'll figure out my type by the time she asks me. Well, I had a physical type of Asian guys, like I that I only exclusively fucked Asian guys for a long time. Oh, okay. I know. So that was like my whole thing. And then I just really had to unpack that. And it was like <laughs> it was like my no, it was like my thing of like I view dating as risk aversion. You know, not like I'm going to really put myself out there. It's like, I'm going to, I want to, I don't want to get hurt and I'm going to like move strategically to not get hurt. So I'm going to like these guys that I thought like I was obviously that's how like all dick is trash was born is that there's no cheat code into being like, I'm going to not, I'm going to not date comedians. I'm going to only date Asian guys. I'm not going to not date this and that. Like there's no cheat codes to this shit. Like. 
Right. All dick is trash. <laughs> no, but like it's true. It's like there's no way to like that's not how you should be dating is risk aversion, you know? Like there there's all if it's not really true dating if you're not like able to get hurt. But um yeah, it was definitely something because honestly the media portrayed Asian men as like they didn't really portray Asian men. I've seen the like black and Latino guys in my life and I see like oh like my uncles and my and my cousins like cheating on everybody and people yeah. in school and stuff. And I didn't really grow up with Asian guys. And then the media doesn't show Asian men cheating on and all this stuff. They didn't when I was growing up. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go this way so that I don't get played. And then I got played. <laughs> and yet the world did not prepare us for what we experienced. The world didn't prepare us. What about you? So, so first I want to hear about your type. Okay. So yeah, what about your type? What's going on with you? So ever since I can remember, I liked... Uh, actually, I'll start at the beginning, and I went to all-girls school, and it was predominantly white. And mm-hmm. I'm half Mexican, and my mom is a quarter Dominican, and the rest is white. So I had a little bit of a mix, but to all of my friends, I was the Hispanic girl, and we, I mean, they all dated white guys. And mm-hmm. so I thought I liked white guys, but, and, you know, I still do, but it wasn't, you know, I thought that was just, like, all that was there, because that was yeah. like high school. And they never liked me, because I wasn't blonde hair, straight hair, like super stiff, thin, you know what I mean? It was like that's crazy. So You're beautiful, and I'm sure you were beautiful then. But oh, thank you. you well, know. you know, I, I didn't even know what back then. I wore a, a uniform. Like I just didn't even know what be, like what yeah, yeah, yeah. Put makeup on. So I grew up with that mentality, and then I went to and I went to college, and my type has always been Italian. I just like the Italian, like Jersey Shore, which is surprising to everyone. I don't know why I yeah, like yeah. like Holly D, but I just love the like. Yo, my mom's gonna cook pasta tonight. We're gonna go over. We're gonna have a family dinner. Like, I love Not even pasta. Vinny, Polly D. Vinny's on Tinder. I saw him. He did swipe Vinny left. Is Vinny? Tinder? Yeah, Vinny did swipe left on me, but Vinny, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, <laughs> please date me. No, Vinny, no, Vinny, I've seen him do improv. He does, he did UCB and he was on an improv team. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, see, I love that. I love, like, the funny Italians that are family-oriented and they eat dinner and they're mama's boys. Like, I just love that culture, and that's always been my type. And so, uh, and I also like guys that are funny. You have to at least have some sense of humor. We can't just be staring at each other the whole time. Like, Interesting. You know? I love a boring guy. Don't say anything. You I'm... love a boring guy? What are you <laughs> I love it. Shut the fuck up and just look at me and tell me how funny I am. For me, I just feel like... With some guys who have a bigger person, I have a huge personality, and then it's yeah. like showboating or it's a competition, and I never want it to be a competition. So, because I'm just I'm always better than competition. them. So my current boyfriend, I, I saw I was I was working in a really really small town in upstate New York, my first radio job out of college, and uh, it was his hometown, and he was at the time marking tickets, and this is bad of me, but I was like, oh, he is a ticket guy, like yeah yeah yeah. What what future could we possibly have together? But yeah. I thought he was cute and I was horny and I was in a small town. So I made the I always make the first move now. I'm tired of waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a guy comes out to me, obviously I'm going to talk to him. But, like, I approached him. And I was also part-time working as a waitress. So he came into the restaurant and I basically just forced myself on him. And I was like, oh, my God, I just moved here. Here's my number. Call me anytime you want. I'm free. I'm a You waitress. didn't force yourself on him. He called you. That's consent. <laughs> Please. I don't need the He Too movement to come and live. <laughs> she asked her consent. It's okay. I gave my number and then he reciprocated and called me. So yes, yes, yes. But yeah, so he and he's a, a tall Italian kid that you know, like, is sporty. You know. Uh, okay, so you dated Joey Sasso from Rochester, New York. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and we've been together for three and a half years.
we've broken up in between and like had our troubles, but um, for the for the most part, he's like the first guy that I really was like willing to be in a relationship with. Everybody else, I kind of said we were together, but I was like a floozy, like senior year of college. I was just pretty much doing the damn thing. I was like, this is the last year I'm gonna have constant penis all around me with a five mile radius. We better get it in where we can. And then you move to Brooklyn and you're like, never mind. <laughs> What do you mean? You sound like an old lady. And I feel like just from you talking, I I don't know how old you are, but I feel like you're way younger than me. Uh, I'm about to be, I'm 25. Jesus fucking Christ. You're, fu- yeah, I, I, I hate you. Um, <laughs> uh, this interview is over. Thank you so much. No. Um, yeah. What do you mean? What's the style of Brooklyn? <laughs> you sound like an old lady. So what's going on in Brooklyn? I mean, uh, everyone's, uh, Polly. What is What's up with that? No, no, no. I love everything. It's just such an interesting area. And you know, I just, I recently just moved there. You did. And so it's been a whole like different. It is a different vibe, and I'm sure from upstate and stuff, but yeah, that's like Brooklyn is like, everyone's like hip and like, you know, the, the, this, yeah, so that's just the Brooklyn style, and it's something that I've grown to appreciate of like, oh, who cares, you know, and that, that helps me too, because sometimes like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, my only flaw is that I'm 100% straight, um, I know which is like it sucks but like but like but also too I would get self-conscious about my size or something that like I can't wear certain clothes like I can't wear anything shapeless or not overly feminine because I'm not performing my femininity in a certain and like when I see other people around me like just doing whatever they want that frees me. And also, yeah. I do love dressing feminine, but then I don't I don't feel weird if I, like, self-conscious, if I'm wearing sweatpants and a baggy hoodie or something, because I feel like people, like, automatically assume that I'm a little... I don't know. So... Yeah, I got you. And let me say, I'll take that back. I actually... I love the Brooklyn style. I just... Mm-hmm. I, I Cancel her. <laughs> <laughs> I just have ne- Hey, let me take back all the statements I made. <laughs> 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 um, It's different though, and it takes time to getting used to, especially coming from upstate, like and even DC and stuff. DC was a I I hung out in um, Adams Morgan, and some of the outfits I saw there, I'm like, whoa, dude! I need (laughs) I'm gonna need you to not wear rainbows and cargo pants to a fucking club, my dog, and like and a polo shirt. But this was fully 2014, 15, and I'm like. What are you doing? I remember I was, I went in 2012, I went and I was dancing with this fine ass white guy who was like 6'1", and he was so fine, and but he could not dance so bad, like his dancing oh, was so bad been. that like he was sweating, like it was, it was like distracting, I was getting nauseous, like watching, like trying to dance with him because it was like bad, and then we kissed, like, but it was like a pity kiss, he's like, I- I'm sorry, and then he just kissed me and then like, I'm like, yeah, it's like, it ends here. Because, because he was just so bad at dancing, but that's a problem. Another thing with white people—well, not all white people, but the guy. That well, I'm all white people. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> he can't dance very well, so it's like. But, but he does so many other things that are great about. Oh, him. your boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you're her boyfriend listening to this, you can't dance. <laughs> she wants to dump. I'm kidding. Um, 
But Andrea, I wanted to talk to you about red flags. What are some red flags in the past that you've ignored? You know, like maybe like white dreads or, you know, talks to his mom a certain way or, you know what I mean? Things that you're like, I should have paid attention. That was a clue. So I don't like uh, jealous guys. And that was a big problem I had with a previous, I call him, he's an ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call everyone exes until they ask us. Yeah, right? It's like, okay, yeah, two months he was an ex. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We swipe right. Yeah, he's an ex, yeah. yeah. and it just wasn't a good time for me. I definitely wasn't looking for exclusivity, but being too on me at first, and I, 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 I'm, I'm guilty of this for, you know, if I really like somebody, I'm going to be like, hey, what, what are you up to? Like, you know, always texting them. But I feel like we just need to, like, let it chill for the first, like, two months, see where we stand. But I think that was a red flag. Um, if anyone talks to me about being a flat earther, the Oh, my God. Flag, oh, my God. Sad that that has to be on our list. But... <laughs> but that has to be, but... Sad that's where we are as a society, but... <laughs> Yo, it's like actually pretty disturbing to me to see like the amount of people spreading like spreading these false uh conspiracy theories and I've heard some crazy ones and I used to think they're funny. Yeah. Yes. But then like the people that really cuz I'm still on Facebook cuz I'm an idiot and all the people that are like spreading this they all have kids. And I'm like, "How right. the fuck?" You're like, that's the new generation we're about to grow up with. Like our kids are going to be looking up to their kids and it's it's not looking good for us. It's not looking good. Oh man, so it's so so uh, anything else? You said jealousy. I, now that now that I mean I'm gonna end this podcast and I'm gonna be like, I have a bajillion. I know, I know, that always happens, but you know, you it's, can always come back. I see you trying to take my job as a podcast host. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was gonna say the jealousy thing, you know, yeah, like I had this one guy like the guys are crazy because this one guy's like, I don't know. I don't know if this is serious or not. I don't want to be uh-huh. exclusive, whatever. And then um, I'm like, fine, you live five minutes away from me. We can just fuck or whatever. And then next time he sees me, like a week later, he's like, so are you fucking anyone else? Are you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I'm just laughing because he's like unraveling. I'm seeing it unravel. Like, are you seeing anyone else? Just tell me. You don't have to lie. Don't lie to me. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, and he's like, you're laughing. That means you are. And then I'm like, he's like, I know how female comedians are. And I'm like, how are female comedians? And he's like, you guys have a line of guys after outside of every show. And I'm like, <laughs> if you knew every time I it's like so many guys, when I tell them I'm a comedian, they like block me. Like it is. I think female comedians do have a bad rap. Like we are actually known as like, we just sleep around with the whole comedy community. And Definitely not. Everybody's different, though. Like, I've known a lot of comedians that are females that, yes, that is their shtick. They do sleep around. But, like, I know a lot of female comedians that don't. They get both. But if they sleep around, they sleep around because they're hot. And they don't sleep around because <laughs> they're comedians. They would have exactly. slept around whether they're a comedian or not. But not, I'm not sleeping around because I'm a comedian. It's not like guys who, like, are fucking... They could be ugly and never shower and still have a line of girls because they, they're funny or whatever. Guys aren't lining up after a show is trying to fuck you because you're funny they're trying to fuck you because you're hot and then the, you know they're playing games not you know what i mean not yeah, exactly, because exactly. but he's no. like oh you're a comedian i know how comedians are you, women have a line of guys and i'm just like 
Dog. That would have pissed me off. I would have been like, what? Yeah, no, he was the worst. Um, <laughs> but. Like, no. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like more red flags, but mostly just like uh, jealousy. If you don't like my friends, if you have weird friends. Oh, if uh, you don't like your friends, that's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, we, we all have to like get along at least to some degree. Yeah. And, but I think there's something to be said about like let's keep some distance between the boyfriend and friends. Like I get like I get both instincts of like you want everyone to hang out, everyone who's important in your life to hang out all the time. But I definitely appreciate when things are a little bit compartmentalized and yeah. like you know you can um like yeah, you're free, you have some separation because then it gets so awkward when you guys break up and then yeah, like when they get back together, then it's awkward. And then it's just like, just keep me out of it. And then until you get married. And then you still might get divorced. So, like, <laughs> please, let's limit shit. Because I don't, you know. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, Andrea. So, yes. You have a really impressive career. And the fact that I found out you're 25 has given me so much imposter syndrome. I'm going to have to call my therapist. But um, something else, you know. And, like, you don't have to. I, you know. Please share as much as much detail as makes you comfortable. You can you don't have to name names or name venues or anything. But what has been your most trash experience like in comedy or like in entertainment professionally of like things like with other people or maybe venues or companies that you're just I like had this a is really trash. bad experience with radio that I wouldn't say radio and comedy are the same because they're definitely they're definitely you know on their own spectrum. But I think there's some similarities and overlap for sure. Yeah, like there's a lot of like male dominated industry. I mean, they're both like a lot of. I just feel that it's very patriarchal, and especially with radio, the men, the hosts, there's always a male host. It's very hard to get a female show for sure. And so I I was working at back in upstate New York and I came back to DC for a little bit to work at a news station and I got a call from an old internship that I had and they were looking for a female host at nighttime and even though it was a small station I was like this is my first opportunity as a female host of a nighttime show like I could even though it's a small you know yeah. I can make it into something bigger and um, it was a huge opportunity so I dropped everything in DC and I moved to the small town, and I had pretty much uprooted everything. My family gave me the okay. They're like, all right, you had an internship there. You're good. And I later found out that, you know, I get there, and they give me a totally different position. And the person that I was going to replace was still there. Oh, my God. And I waited a month because I was like, what's happening here? You know, I wanted to see if they were going to let, let the person go. But they actually told me that they wanted me to let the person know that I was going to <gasps> replace them. No. And I was like looking at everyone like, are you, is this a joke? Because I would never do And you're like job. young too. You're like, what, 22 or 21? This time I think I was like 23. Okay. And was very, very, as I said, very small, but very like small crew. So the, I think there was only like really 10 people that really did everything in the radio station. And so I couldn't believe that they looked to me to do that. And at first off, I was like, I'm not even going to have bad blood with anybody starting off. Like, let yeah. me not even. And the person had been training me this whole time. No, that's so, so fucked up, and that's not your job. That's terrible. Okay. Exactly. So I looked at them, I was like, absolutely not. And if you expect me to do that, I'm leaving. I don't even care about this fucking opportunity. I'm out. So I, they were like, I can't believe you would do this. This is the biggest opportunity of your life. And I was like, are you shitting me? But I'm not even, 
Like, you haven't even given me an opportunity to be on the show. Yeah. So, you know, I picked up everything, and I went back. It was the biggest waste of my fucking time ever, and I am now so careful to go into opportunities yeah. Now looking back, but you know, and they, and I still talk to them as we still have like an okay relationship, and they still, you know, they interviewed me when I went to Area Fifty One, and it was just ridiculous. It, it, I couldn't believe that I even still talked to them, but I was like, whatever, it's an interview, I'll do it. But oh my gosh, that's so yeah. crazy! And they probably are like, that's so crazy that they wanted you to. What was their I mean, reasoning for for one like? I I just don't think they had a good uh like overarching person in charge i just don't i think they were scared to do it themselves and so they were like oh it'll be easy for this little 23 year old who doesn't know any better to just go in there and be like i'm replacing you and it was just so poorly managed i couldn't believe they were expecting me to do that so but yeah the response was the 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 person that actually worked there was then let go later on but she was you know after i left she stayed but i just couldn't believe i was like this is trash and you guys are should be ashamed of yourselves yeah well you know i never told i never really told anyone in higher power about it i just kind of like took myself and left and i was just on in disbelief that it could even happen but um i'm trying to think of my trash stand-up story but i mean i've honestly gotten i've gotten booed i've had my you know my share of like of getting kicked off you know not really kicked off stage but you know i had my bad nights and i just had everybody does that's part of comedy right yeah so um but i have focused more on instagram even though I'm 25 and I've had some great successes, I still live paycheck to paycheck. I'm still waiting for the of big job. Of course. Everyone you know, is. It is a rough world out here, so I don't want anyone thinking that, like, I have fucking made it. I'm, you know, I'm currently quarantining with my parents, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, no. The first time I saw you, you had your, you had your suitcase. And, like, right, you're right, going right. between D.C. And I, it's just, like, that's what you got to, you got to do that, though, for a little bit. You got to, like, you know, and I feel like that's the shit that people don't see. Yes. Um, on, you know, and it's like part of it's like, well, yeah, like I hate when people like publicize every single that they, thing that they're doing and every single L that right. they have. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it's good to know. It's good to know. And like, it's just, it's good for people to know that like, yo, I'm fucking like hustling. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm doing that. And like, yeah, it's just people, people want advice or people want like a shortcut and there's just no shortcuts. You just have to fucking grind. And, like, you're somebody that, like, you you know, I see work hard. You're doing the radio thing. You're doing podcasting. You're you're doing, like, BuzzFeed work. You're doing, um, you know, your videos and and live stuff. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, that. this is, like, all of it, you know, because you don't know that thing you're that's going to push you. Stay. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. And that was, like, super scary for me, like, as an entertainer of, like, I don't know what's going to stick. I don't know what's going to be the big thing that pushes me over. And even after all these years, it hasn't been one thing. It's been like the fact that I do this and that and like this and that and I've written this and you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's it crazy. Together, but yeah, the grind is so real. And if people tell you otherwise, they're lying to you. Like, I can't even tell you how, I, before this quarantine, I was I was fucking exhausted. I was going back and forth and and yeah, you just gotta keep throwing stuff at the wall until it sticks. Yeah, exactly. I'm still doing that. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh man. All right, so um, we're going to, like, wrap this up, and I'm going to wrap it up by um, doing the lightning round, which is something really fun that we like to do, where I just, I go through a list of things, and you say trash or not trash, or just trash or not, right? Um, Trash or not. Okay, I love it. Okay, ready? Yes. Amanda Bynes. (laughs) Not 
because she's too entertaining. Yeah, she's too entertaining and she's also mentally ill. Okay, we'll talk we'll talk at the end about everything. Okay, so Amanda Vines, not trash. Mikonos. Not trash, nah. Okay. Uh Milena Guidus, I guess it's Teresa's daughter. <laughs> Melania TJ. Nah, she's not trash. Oh my god. F- fans asking for impressions in person? Ooh, kind of trash. <laughs> okay. Wiki feet, Wikipedia for celebrity feet. Wow. You guys really did your research. Um, uh, trash. Uh, baking? Not trash. Okay. So any thoughts about any of those things? What solicited certain responses? Um, I don't know, Miliana. <laughs> Melania. Melania. That's a weird way to spell Melania. Is it Melania? It's, it's uh, Teresa Judice's daughter, right? Oh, is it Judice? Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes, the, I see. I, you know what? Candy's a great producer. I just can't read. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have strong feelings about Mykonos. I feel like you have strong feelings about all of them. I do, because you guys are so good. Like I've talked literally about all of these things, and. Let's see, Mykonos, we did a watch party for Lindsay Lohan's... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought, I love trash TV, and I think it's trash in a good way, so that's why I said not trash, um, even though the whole entire season was trash. Amanda Bynes, she's crazy, but she gave us entertainment. She gave us the Amanda Amanda show, so... Yeah. She's, like, trash. very mentally ill, too, so, like, you can't even be too... She's going through a lot. Yeah. Um, that's another... I don't know, her relationship right now is scary. She got married to... She got engaged to some guy who is... Not right for her, but her family, hopefully she has her family backing her up. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. I mean, they, they, she posts pictures about them all the time, and it's like, what? Um, and then uh, WikiFeet, I was on E! News, Pop of the Morning, and we talked about WikiFeet, and everybody had a WikiFeet page, but, you know, I haven't made it yet, so I don't have a WikiFeet page. But basically... I know WikiFeet, yeah. But they have the shoe size and everything. That's crazy. Shoe size. They have pictures of, like, all your pictures from your history of your feet. It's crazy, but... I know my wiki feet, but I like I knew people get turned on by shoes. I mean yeah. by feet and shoes, but like the shoe size, I'm like, does that make a difference? But I guess it like for picturing, I don't know. My friend, my friend, I had a friend who dated a guy with a foot fetish, and she said it was awesome. She said it was awesome. She didn't ever have to. She didn't ever have to like suck his dick or do any foreplay. All she did, he like rubbed your feet, and then they can get going right away. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't even like. She didn't hate it at all. Like, she, she actually, like, didn't mind. But one day, she went through his phone and saw pictures of other women's feet. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? That's how she found out She found out he was cheating on her. <laughs> but, but it could have just been, like, feet from the internet, right? No, no, no. It was a girl who, like, like, it, like a text what message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. she's like, what's this? Like, it's not funny because it's like... So you're getting cheated on, but at the same time, right. it's funny to be like, what is this? And it's like a sneaker. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's not what it looks like. You know what it looks like. That's like my thing in my head. Where it's like, That's she, how I would imagine it too. And she was like telling us, she was like, you know, tearing up, telling us the oh, story. Because, because, you know, she really liked them and they were dating for a while. Um, but yeah, the feet thing, you know, you, you can't be having other bitches pictures. You know, that's still cheating, dog. You really cannot. And, um, yeah. Uh, Melania, I um, I used to think she was hilarious. In the, in the first 
seasons, in like the early seasons of Jersey, she was like the most rambunctious little like troublemaker kid, and I found her hilarious. So I used to post about her and be like, "Are we? Do we? Everybody needs to have Melania mood today." So she's not trash because she's just like so many moods all in one. But you know, she's definitely a Republican. I don't know how old she is, but she's definitely a Republican. You think Teresa? <laughs> Teresa? Hell yeah! And her husband. She says all the time like she loves Donald Trump. Teresa Dudice? Yes, bitch. What? I don't know much about housewives, but I know that. That's why I replaced the gaydar. Gaydar is useless anymore. Yeah. It's useless. We don't even know. It's not even accurate. It's probably not even a thing. Right. But I do have a Trump dar of who I th- who voted for Trump. Yes. And 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 on the reunion with her husband, like like video thing, because he's in Italy, got deported. They're like, you're not gonna ask, huh? I know, I'm saying that's crazy that she is for Trump when her husband got deported. Yeah, they're like, she, he's really busy right now and all this stuff. And I'm like, it sucked. But yeah, she sucks. Um, okay, we may, we may have to put that to the trash jar. Okay. Well, sorry. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? This uh, this interview is all about me ruining things for you. <laughs> um, well, Andrea. Uh, oh, this is so much. This what is are so your fun. plans for the rest of the, uh, the week? Look at this bitch interviewing me. Yo, this girl is good. Hire her immediately. I really do want to know about everyone's lives. So I'm like, what are you doing? Because I don't know what to do during my quarantine. Yo, so I was having like, and if you're listening to this, like the real ADIT fans know I've been struggling with my neighbors for a bit. So (laughs) my neighbors have been driving me crazy and we have had a rivalry and like, uh, you know, they're like a gay couple, which, you know, and they like fight a lot. So oh, I had wow. like, yeah, so it's just like a rivalry back and forth. There's a lot of drama. I saw a mouse in my apartment. So I just, I have a friend who like his parents fled to the Hamptons. So I'm staying at his apartment in Chelsea, their apartment in Chelsea, the, his family's apartment, which is really fucking dope ass apartment in Chelsea. But um, the dad's coming home, like, way earlier than we expected because the dad has to stop in for the city and, right. like, wants us gone by the time he comes back. So we have to leave tonight before the dad gets back. Uh, when, when he's back, when he leaves again, can you just come back? That's the plan, but we'll see. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, like, that is the dopest, like, whole entire quarantine you no, got there. Yo, honestly, it's been, like... It's, I don't even feel like I'm in quarantine right now. Like, I, it feels weird. I definitely, like, have parasited this friend. <laughs> like, literally, it's like some parasite shit of, like, I'm in this, like, rich kid's house. And he's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And, like, he's out all day. And, like, he'll stand on the ledge of his building, like, outside of his window and smoke a cigarette. It's just, like... It's rich kid shit. We don't, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. He knows it. And I love him so much. And I'm sure he loves me. So <laughs> he loves me and all this shit, but yeah, we got to clean. But uh, I want to end on something positive. Yes. So uh, you, we like to end things on a positive note. So I want to hear about one fond, happy memory that restored your faith in humanity. Oh, my God. Hmm. Well, um, I have lost a lot of faith in humanity recently, but... <laughs> Um, let me think. We might even have to cut out some silence here as I try to muster up some type of <laughs> memory I have. Damn, girl. I'll give you my therapist number. <laughs> I'm like, what is a good thing that happened? Um, 
Damn. I mean, really though, what it's got to be something small that happened, like people paying for someone or. Uh... Damn, dog. What does everyone else say? This is a hard question. Well, uh, Tiara was like, I really am impressed with all the people, all the nurses that are risking their lives for other people. That's know. true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Andrea. No, I ain't got, I ain't got shit. No, nah, fuck the nurses. You okay. know who you are. Jeez. No, I mean, hey, I love the nurses. I'm trying to think of, um, there was one story, I, I mean, actually it was brought to tears by all the celebrities that have reached out and like donated a bunch of money. Oh, like, uh, Rihanna just came yes. and donated, like, co- co-funded $4.2 million for domestic violence during coronavirus. So Cardi B, too, is doing a lot. Times like this, like, really expose people. Yeah. And it exposed the good and, and the bad, but a lot of good, too. And you're just seeing who's really about it and who's not and stuff. So the that's, good like... The bad. And people that you wouldn't even think would come out and help, like... People that are making, you know, they, they have, like, a sewing machine, and they're, like, donating 10 hours of their day making masks. Yeah. Like, I can't sew, but if I could, like, I would love to be contributing in some way. I've just given a little, like, two pennies that I have to myself, to my name, and I've, you know, I've donated it. But, you know, the people that really are putting their effort in as a whole, I think, is incredible. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And it's also cool to see that, like, New York did actually flatten the curve. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean... It's scary, like, it might go up and, like, all this stuff, but, like, for the most part, it's, like, been, like, pretty stagnant, so that's really cool to see that, like, you, we are all sacrificing something, but it is making a difference. No, definitely, which, I, the numbers and the graphs were scaring me for, like, a week. I had to turn off the news for a while. I was yeah. like, this is too much for me, but, you know, as we're starting to get more and more good news in, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Andrea, this was so fun, and literally, when things get back to normal... I can't wait to book you on every show and like I'm gonna blast this out and I'm so excited that you're in New York and in Brooklyn and I'm so excited for your future. Thank you so much. And yeah, I love your Kourtney Kardashian impression. Who's your favorite Kardashian? Who do you think you are? You know, I love me some Kris Jenner just because she's batshit crazy. Yeah. But I have to say I'm I'm a mix between... um, Chloe and Courtney, because I, I love how how bitchy Courtney is, and she just speaks her mind, but I also just love how funny Chloe is. If I can mix Chloe and Courtney together, that's what I would be. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I'm between Chloe and Kim. Chloe and Kim? Yeah. Now, what, what is it you like about Kim? Because I always am like, well, she... It's not like what I like, but what I see in her, like, like her, like, hard, work ethic. Yeah. She has a, you know, you can say she don't work. And, sure. um, you know, she's always trying to do something different. And you can tell, even as even as manicured and as, like, whatever it is, right. she does have a good heart and she is trying to... Like, she's constantly trying to use her platform for good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not just with the, like, you know, black people that, like, she helps get out of prison, but also, like, g- giving light to the Armenian genocide and, like... All this other stuff, it's, like, really cool to see that, like, oh, she really cares about stuff, and she also works hard for herself, um, and Chloe's, like, yeah, a little funny and all this stuff, too, so, um, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I I see myself between both of them, and then also, you know, I have a big fat ass, no, I'm kidding, I don't, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) 
Um, okay, well, it was so nice speaking with you. Thank, Thank you, you so I'm much. All over the place. I love your hair. I love your vibe. And yeah, you got to show me the good parts of Brooklyn because you know, I'm still walking around like a lost puppy. Right Girl, now. okay, listen. When everything gets back to normal and I fucked eight people, then we're... <laughs> I'm like... No, I literally said... I literally said I'm going to save some money with my yeah. stimulus check and go to a male strip club. And oh, if you want to go, you can come. I have one. I have my favorite dancer, Romeo. And where do you know Romeo from? Hunkomania in Times Square. Exactly. Exactly, bitch. I'm going to go. We're going to go out. We're going to show the fuck out. That's going to be like my first quarantine thing. What better way to bring back the economy than by using your stimulus check at a male strip club? Let me tell you something. When I was at a male strip club, I was talking to them. And I was like, yo, y'all should, y'all probably make so much money, blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm seeing they're like crazy and all this, they're making money. I thought like, I thought like, yo, men are so dumb for blowing all their money in strip clubs. And then I'm like, <laughs> yo, I lost, I ran out of money in an hour. <laughs> it goes fast. Yeah, it goes fast. So, um, uh, the, I was talking to one of them at the after party. I'm like, you guys probably make so much money. And then they're like, actually like this one guy in New York bought all the male strip clubs Closed them all except for one. And if you want to work in, like, if you want to be a stripper in New York and you're a guy, you either have to, like, do it independently, which is so hard, or um, you have to work through this one guy. Like, um, so he, and he, like, lowered all the wages and he, like, fucks people. And I'm like, uh uh, that's not fair. You guys need to unionize. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. So my friends, my friends took a, like, of course, we're at the strip club. We're all taking pictures of us with all the strippers. And then my friends, like, made a meme. Where like a stripper is like on top of me, like gyrating, and I'm like, and and like the thought bubble says, y'all need to unionize. <laughs> Wait, can I use that on Jif right now? <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the fucking uh, the fucking picture so that you can see. But I thought it was really funny. But it's true. We need to unionize our sex workers, man, and strippers because it's not fair. People be taking advantage of them, and I don't want nobody taking advantage of my Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. All right, I'm going to support Romeo as soon as I hit my stimulus ch- check. Yeah, $1,200. No, I ain't got no. $1,200. <laughs> $1, All right, it's so nice to see right. you. You were great. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the All Dick is Trash podcast. The All Dick is Trash podcast is produced by Candy Harrell, and we are part of the More Banana Podcast Network. Our founder and managing producer is Kate Moldenhauer. If you would like to share an anonymous confession, email trashdickconfession at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ADIT Podcast. And of course, you can always follow me, your host, Millie Tamaris, on Twitter at Millie Tamaris. Stay classy, y'all. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.